Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. to share some things with you and and I hope you can feel my energy because when it comes time to to laying down these podcasts and sharing my experience strength and hope with you I do get energized just like before I go into a treatment center or a hospital or a state institution we are sharing truth and truth inspires truth elevates truth enlightens truth is breaking from the bondages of the lie and exploring the reality of truth. And that is what we do week in, week out, episode in, episode out of Recovery Guy. This is a movement, and I hope that we are going in the same direction at the same time. So thank you again for joining me. If you're new or relatively new to the program of Recovery Guy, um, I just want you to know every Tuesday, Through Friday, we are committed to delivering you fresh content. I constantly get messages from JJ and from Jane and Jonathan and Pablo and say, okay, now I need this and now I need that. Now you need to produce content here, produce content there. And and because I'm a a sponge for wellness and recovery that I just want to get it out to you as I incorporate it into my life and see how it fits and make sure it's real and practical and applicable that you can use it so you choose yourself. It's it's something we're always in the process of doing. So every Tuesday is a fresh podcast. Every Friday is a a fresh podcast. Every Wednesday and Thursday, we're scheduling fresh blogs to come before you. So we stay relevant. We stay current. We try to find new things that are happening, new science, new ways of doing things, or maybe a cool way of incorporating something uh, something that's been around forever, and how does it apply to our life? So that is the message we are trying to bring to you, again, week in, week out with the episodes. Go to recoveryguy.org, check out what we're doing, leave me a message, join our mailing list. We're putting together a newsletter. Matter of fact, I just got a message from Pablo tonight. He says, hey, I need some information to really let the people know what your new newsletter is going to look like. And so join, get signed up for the newsletter. Let us know how we can help you and what we're doing. I've been clean and sober and living this new life for over 34 years. And it doesn't mean I'm any better or more intelligent than the next person. What it just means is that for 34 years in a row, I have said yes to life and no to darkness. That's all that means. I've made mistakes along the way. Ask anyone who knows me right? The closer someone is to me, the more mistakes they've seen me make. But you know what? I am committed to recovery. I am committed to wellness. I'm committed to trying things that work that I've seen other people use and and to see how I can incorporate it into my life that I can sharpen my saw, become a much better version of me so I can have a more direct impact with you. And that is the core of this Recovery Guy movement. So go to recoveryguy.org. 
Obviously, you're listening to me on one of your favorite podcast channels. Let me know what we can do to serve you and assist you along your journey of recovery. You know, with this whole coronavirus thing going on, I've not been able to go into prisons and institutions. I can't wait to go back and and visit Scotty and Melissa, the folks at Welcome Home Sober Living, so I can go back and go into some of the houses and meet with some of the women who are getting well and getting their life back in order and reunifying with their children that they've lost through the courts or now under court supervision. I can't wait to be able to get back into Annie's house. I can't wait to get back into Orange Street rehabilitation program. I can't wait to get back into some of the prisons. In the meantime, we're doing these Zoom things and trying to be as effective as we possibly can be. So with one of my Zoom meetings last week with the Annie's House, uh, Debbie and I usually do that. And I just found out Wendy is going to be able to join us this uh, Wednesday night. And that's exciting. So we'll be chatting about that a little bit uh, on Friday's podcast. So, So one of the young ladies was talking to me about um, how to make better decisions, essentially. One of the things that they were concerned with was how do they identify? They're not convinced that they are alcoholic or drug addict, and, and I'm okay with that. But they're starting to make a connection to their behavior. One of the things that a friend of mine told me, he said, you know what? On my road to understanding who I was and what my challenge was, in terms of addiction, he said, not every time that I got drunk or high did I get in trouble, but every time I got in trouble, I was drunk or I was high, right? And and that made so much sense to me. So we're not looking to label anyone, but let me ask you a question. When you consider your negative behavior, whether it's just a behavior based on a an emotional or psychological condition, uh, a slight mental disorder, a disability of sorts, or if it's because of a substance. Ask yourself this question. Is my negative response or circumstance directly associated with that particular behavior? In other words, when not every time I do this does that happen, but every time that happens, I'm doing that right? And if that's the case, at least we need to look at that behavior to modify that behavior to begin to go in a different direction, right? If you don't want the same result, stop doing the thing that got you that result, right? I love what is said, and I believe it was Einstein. He said, we we can't think our way into new living with thinking that got us to our present living, right? And so, One of the things that we do, and this goes back to a podcast um, in my 14th week, I think it was November 17th, and it was called Sabotage of Self. And that's what I think this person's doing. They're not convinced that, that this behavior gets them there, so they sort of sugarcoat it and say, well, I'm not really that bad, when they know that they are, and every everything they've done positive, they come in and undermine, and that's called sabotage. So this is so cleverly called Sabotage of Self Part 2. Thank you. I thought you would appreciate that. I thought, I thought long and hard over that. So what is sabotage? Let's break this thing down. Let's get into it. Let's talk about 
a couple of the things, and I think you're going to like this because what what I did for a couple of my points a, a number of years ago, and I forget where I, I found it online because I'd love to give the person credit, but it was about ten, uh, 10 steps to healthy boundaries, and I and I reworked it and reworded it to, to make it more for recovery and directly involved with the life changes that we in people recovery need to have, but it was... Um, it was really about boundaries, so I've taken a couple of those boundary topics and I've sort of reworked them to this sabotage of self, part two. So what is sabotage? What does the dictionary say? How do we define it? And then how can we make it, massage it into our life? So sabotage is an act or process tending to hamper or hurt an act or a process tending to hamper or hurt. So in other words, it's something that we're doing that brings harm to us. It tends to bring harm. Does it say it always does? No, not necessarily, but it tends to. So then the other aspect of that, as a, as a sub-definition, it says deliberate subversion. Deliberate means I'm doing it on purpose. But we don't tell ourselves we are, right? We rationalize, we minimize, and deny. Because who wants to think, unless you are self-harming, you have a mental condition, a suicidal tendency, a self-harming tendency, otherwise you're not going to admit that everything I did, I did on purpose. But that's what even makes it more subversive. So what does it mean to be sub, uh, subversive or subversion? It means to pervert or corrupt by an undermining, you're going to like this, an undermining of morals, allegiance, or faith. Wow. Wow. An undermining of morals, our sense of right and wrong. We are undermining what we know is right. It's undermining an allegiance. What we say we are committed to, a partnership, an alliance, it's being undermined. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Right? Or it's undermining or corrupting faith, the foundation of who I am, what I say I believe in. So that's sabotage. And part of that sabotage definition is subversion. And that's subversion's definition. So let's go ahead and apply this and let's get to a couple of the points so we can really get to the meat of this podcast. So sabotage is one of the most unnecessary yet common problems of people in recovery. It truly is. You know, I found out after I started drinking and using, because when I was out there ripping and running, I was hammered. I was baked. I was getting high all the time, because by that time, the last five years of my addiction, I was chronically addicted. I had to drink and use daily just so I didn't slice my wrists or drive my, my car off a cliff. 
it became breath to me. But I didn't realize how sub, subversion played a role in me, how subversive I really was in my sabotage until I got sober. Isn't that crazy? Now, obviously, all of my drinking and using and the other negative behavior had to get set aside. But I'm talking about the enemy I was to me, how I, I tried to even sabotage my own wellness. We expect, I expected, people who are on an obvious destructive path to continue to sabotage their progress, right? So in other words, if you, if you don't stop this particular behavior, of course you're not going to get well because it is direct uh, opposition or contradiction in a tangible sense to what we say we want. So those individuals, they're already on a path of negative destruction and just sabotage seems to be just a, a part of their daily process. But once again, what about those of us who are in recovery? What about those of us who are on a path, who have made a commitment to wellness and becoming whole? Why do we act as if we are the enemy as we are trying to be a part of the solution? I'd really like to know what you think about that. You know, again, drawing back on the Gandhi quote, you cannot do right in one department of life while attempting to do wrong in another department. Life is one indivisible whole. We know that. I know that. I know to best drive my vehicle, I need to have that aligned. Not only aligned, but I need to have the same tires, the same tread, the same type of tire, the same speed, the same size on all four wheels. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be pretty bumpy going down the road. So again, what about those of us who are on a path of recovery? Why do we work against ourselves? Why would we have that internal conflict? Why we would have that mental, emotional, or spiritual conflict, or even a physical conflict? I say I want to lose weight, but I sit on the couch, and I wonder why I'm not feeling good, right? And I wonder why I'm short of breath. Well, it's pretty obvious, right? So, even after the fact, would you, would you send me your comments? I would love to hear your contribution. What, what I do hope is that you and I can, can just remove ourselves from the sabotage of self and really commit to a healthy side of living that is consistent with the desires we state we have in our life. And I, and I think that's a, a fair request. So I'm going to lay out two points and, and some sub-points underneath them, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dig as deep as we can today in the time that we have. So here's the first thing that I pulled from my Healthy Boundaries uh, paper that I think is very relevant to us uh, in recovery, 
And I and I even discuss boundaries and barriers and things like that in, in past podcasts that you may be interested in. But here's the first one. Consider your past and present. Because we didn't get here by accident. We didn't just drop into this place. My present is the way it is because my past is the way it is. The further I removed myself from my negative past, the more positive my present became. Does that make sense? The further I removed myself from my negative past, the more positive my present became because there were no longer those residual effects. There were no longer negative ripples entering into my smooth way of living. So understand that present circumstances are usually based on past behavior that we don't break free from. We need to make a clear break. I love what Stephen Covey talks about in in his Paradigms workshops. He says that every major scientific breakthrough came as a result of a break with. Isn't Isn't that deep? Don't you just love that wisdom? Every major scientific breakthrough came as a result as a break with. So I need to break free from yesterday in order that it does not infect or affect today. And the longer I go in recovery, the further away I get from that person altogether. Maybe somewhere along the line, maybe you've let yourself be drained emotionally or physically, and you're just tired and, and breaking free is a challenge. The next thing is ignoring your needs to be freed from the bondage of negative behavior. That's one of the other things that we need to consider. Do not ignore your needs to be freed from the bondage of negative behavior. Don't think that a little arsenic is good for you. If 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 I told you that that I had a 50, you know, gallon drum of water that I that I wanted you to drink from, but don't worry, there's only a little poison in there. Would you be apt to drink it? Of course not. Now, in terms of considering our past and our present, one of the things that we need to consider is that this way of living might have become the norm. It might have become our norm. So we need to make sure that we break free. And unfortunately, when things become the norm, they may become comfortable. The next thing in terms of considering our past and present, think about the people you surround yourself with. Take an evaluation, you know, take take an inventory. Now, sometimes in recovery, people will say, don't take someone's inventory. Well, that's just foolish. Why wouldn't you take someone's inventory? If I then tell you to stick with the winners, right? Stick with the winners. But I tell you, don't take their inventory. How the heck are you going to know if they're a winner? 
Here's what my sponsor and dear friend Slow Will says. He said, take everybody's inventory. Just don't use it against them. So I'm going to find out who you are and what you're about if you're in my circle. Because I want to know what you're about for me. I don't need to find it out against you. I just need to know who you are, how you live your life. Are you consistent before I allow you to get close to me? Because you will have an effect on me. Water always seeks its own level. Another thing to consider about our past and present are the relationships I have reciprocal. Do they do they give back to me in the same that I am giving? If it's not reciprocal, it's probably not good. Is there a healthy give and take? That's the next thing. Is there a good exchange? Again, going back to being reciprocal. Is there a healthy give and take? Not just a give and take, a healthy give and take. And I'll, I'll let you define, define healthy for yourself. So then beyond relationships, um, your environment, our environment might be unhealthy also. We must make sure that we not only change old playmates, we need to change old playgrounds wherever possible. Sometimes our financial situation dictates our living situation. So changing old playgrounds um, may be challenging or more challenging for some. And there we need to even be more safeguarded. So wherever possible, change old playgrounds. Live in a place that's safe, not only physically, but emotionally and socially. The next thing, the next point in And I think you're going to like this as well. Make yourself a priority. Do you like that? Make, let's take it one step further. Let's make self-care a priority. That's even better. Make self-care a priority. Use our past results to determine if the same thing in the present makes sense. Use our past. One of the things that recovery is all about is looking at past behavior to determine how powerless we are and how unmanageable our life had become. And we look at our past and we try to determine if I do the same things nowadays with what I say I want to be or what I want to accomplish, does that make sense? Is it consistent with who I say I am or what I say I want? The next one, give yourself permission to put yourself first. Whatever reason we set ourselves as being less than, we need to stop that. We need to put ourselves first, not because we're better than anyone, but we need to self preserve. 
We need self-preservation because if we don't put ourselves first, we stand a chance of relapsing. And for many of us, relapsing is deadly. Then I want you to ask yourself, and this may sound facetious, but do I really want to end up back in treatment or do I really want to end up back where I am right now? In the beginning especially, we have to rely on some negative connotations or negative thoughts to keep us in our, in our positive behavior. That was one of the whole ideas about uh, aversion therapy, snapping the wrist. So you felt a little bit of pain that reminded you of how bad that particular behavior was. Do you really want to end up back? in treatment or out of that relationship? Then ask yourself in terms of self-care, what if someone else or I am harmed? That is is the opposite of self-care because obviously if someone was harmed by our behavior, how badly would we feel given this new direction that we've decided to, to have? And to take. And then obviously, if we're harmed, you know, what if we are harmed and we lose the freedoms or the life that we have? Would it really be worth it to not exhibit self care? I really think that when we do this, our need and motivation to set boundaries even becomes stronger. And we want to begin to develop a greater sense of self-care and self-protection as we move forward in life. Self-care also means recognizing the importance of your feelings and honoring them. How did that past life or past behavior make you feel about you? And is it who you want to consider yourself today? and honor that new person you desire to be. These these feelings, they really serve um, as important cues or or, uh, jumping off places about our well-being and about what makes us happy and what makes us unhappy. We really have to consider these things moving forward and it's a and it's a continual consideration. We might consider them in different forms or to different degrees or depths, but these are things we always want to be. You know, I don't think about drinking or using or any of the other negative behaviors anymore, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to continue to ask myself, do I really want this result? It's what Stephen Covey talks about, think first with the end in mind. Or as the Bible would say, to to count the cost before you finish a behavior or you go down a particular road. Sort of look to see what that could be. And, And if we're getting a negative vibe from people who are close to us, people that we have a reciprocal relationship of well-being with, and they're sort of looking at us like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you acting that way? Then we need to take that in and check ourselves and then establish some some better self-care habits 
so we don't fall into a to a negative zone where we go back to sabotaging ourselves and ending up where we were and wondering how we got there. Remember, self, you know, sabotage doesn't really always show itself. That's why I'm really glad as part of the sabotage definition, it talks about subversion. It talks about undermining. And when I think of subversion or subverting, I think of like a cloak and dagger doing it behind the scenes because it doesn't want to get found out. Because if it gets found out and light gets shed on it, then maybe uh, it won't occur. And sometimes we are our worst enemy. Sometimes we have to take a real hard look at ourselves and say, am I really promoting negative behavior? And if we are, let's move away from it. Let's find how we can become the best possible version of ourselves to not only the betterment of ourselves, but the encouragement of others. I want to thank you so much for joining this podcast today. We at recoveryguy.org and the entire Recovery Guy movement are so thrilled that you're here and we, we hope you become more a part of what we're doing. So go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, let us know what we can do to further encourage you as we go down this road of happy destiny together. My name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.